Hey there, Slake Ass listeners. Welcome back. We are on episode two, The Harvest. I am your co-host, Gabby. And I am your other co-host, Amy. And this is the Slay Cast. If you're just tuning in, we are rewatching Buffy The West Wing from The West Wing. <laughs> from start to finish. Thank you, Amy. We are actually rewatching Buffy the Vampire Slayer season one. Uh, we did episode one. It is out already on our social media handles. You could find it. Um, so yeah, I'm sure you've all already watched it though, so it's not a problem. Yeah, you've listened for sure. Um, we are gonna do episode two, but I guess first, just a couple of notes, some housekeeping things. Yeah, one first of all, we are recording this long distance. Amy, where are you? I'm on the wing of Air Force One right now. So that's why your audio is so shitty. Yeah, my audio is shitty because when the president needs you, the president needs you. Yes. And I am in Washington, (laughs) D.C. Okay, I'm actually in Denver, Colorado. Yeah. Um, If no one noticed by now, Amy's a huge smartass. So (laughs) that's not going to go away. Uh, (laughs) You wouldn't want it to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so basically, um, our audio is like in and out, so we're really sorry about that. If you want to give us a shit ton of money to maybe, you mm-hmm. know, get some new microphones in a studio and quit our day jobs and pay for like benefits and all of that. Uh, and like our student loans, yeah. Student loans for sure. We'd definitely be open to that. Uh, so just, you could email just- us. Shoot, shoot us a quick email uh, saying that you don't mind. Slatecastpodcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, before we dive into the harvest and before we talk about shit and also bathe in everything that is the late 90s. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you want to bathe in it or do you want to bask in it? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I think I want to bathe. Yeah. I think you're right. I think you're right. <laughs> yeah. Bathe. I just want to absorb, absorb it up, and I don't think basking is enough. Um. All right. You know what? <laughs> yeah. So um, I saw that earlier, and I was going to tell you about it, and then I just you didn't, didn't correct me. That's awesome. Thank you so much. Um, on the previous episode, I mentioned, uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer, the movie, and I said that Joss Whedon wrote and directed it, and I know that Twitter is up in arms. Just violent, left and right. We are being attacked from this air. completely attacked. Um, no, we're not. You wouldn't, you wouldn't believe the hate mail we've received. (laughs) You wouldn't. Things that my mother would never read. So, correction. Uh, Joss Whedon did not direct the movie. He only wrote it. Um, so, yeah, let's all right, let's do this. Do you want to get into it? Yeah, I do. <clears throat> so, Amy, where did we leave off? What happened? 
we left off with Buffy in a sarcophagus about to be attacked by a vampire named Luke. Yeah. And Willow and Xander were (laughs) running away. (laughs) They were running away in the graveyard. And that's it, right? Yeah, so... um, Luke is pretty much on top of Buffy about... Not in a sexual way. Not in a sexual way. In, like, an I'm gonna drain your blood way. Mm -hmm. And, um... So that's about to go down. But he gets burned by the cross that Mm. the mysterious man gave in... Oh, Jesus Christ. (laughs) (laughs) I was, like, trying so hard not to say his name. <laughs> Man, he really is a, a godsend, almost like an angel or something. An angel. Right as Vampire Luke is about to bite Buffy, he gets burned by the cross she's wearing, who was given to her by this guy that we met last episode. Um, so that saved her. So that was awesome. So she's able to fight him off. And Buffy goes to find Willow and Xander, and there's a bunch of vampires, and she fights them off, too. And her, Willow, and Xander escape, but Jesse is nowhere to be found. Missing. Missing in action. Totally missing. Gone. So, um, I think we can... We don't know where Jesse is. We have no idea where Jesse is. Just to get back to the piece on Jesse, he's, like, nowhere (laughs) to be found. Do we have any idea where he could be? We don't know where he is. All right. At all. That might be enough. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. So, basically, I really like this, the next, like, the sequence of, um, I guess we'll call it Slayer 101. Um, and it's with Giles in the library with Buffy Willow Xander. And it will, it's, like, intercutting with... Uh, the master, which is like the old vampire that was, you know, all pale and gross. Um, and Luke and Darla in the caves. So it's just intercutting and kind of explaining all of the background of what the Slayer is, how vampires came to be, all that shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, Amy, what did you, what did we learn? Well, we learned about the rules of the universe. So we learned that um, Buffy, (laughs) sorry, that Buffy is the slayer and that she, like, yeah, that vampires basically exist. And that's kind of news to Xander and Willow, who are just learning about all this stuff. Um, And it also sets up um, some other rules about vampires or clarifies them, at least. Um, Like, for instance... Like, there's this one part where Buffy's talking about how um, a vampire got away and he went vroom or something. And Xander goes, oh, they can fly. And she said, no, they can drive. And (laughs) it's great because, like, it's a legitimate question. Like, you know, in Dracula by Mary Shelley, he, like, that vampire can fly. Um, It's normal, like, almost, you know, in in myth for vampires to be able to fly. So it sets up the rules of their own universe. Um, which I think is is pretty cool. Yeah, definitely. And I really thought um, the whole like 
background history that Giles gave was really interesting. Like, um, the world is a lot older than we know. Uh, vampire, or kind of like demons roam the earth in their true form. And I thought that was interesting. So basically he was saying that how the first vampires came to be is uh, over time these demons that were ruling the earth kind of lost control to the animals or the humans. Um, Mm -hmm. And one of the last demons on earth um, bit a human and mixed blood and that was the first vampire and then he did this they did the same thing with another human and so on and so forth and vampires came to life that way and spread and um i thought that was a good setup for the idea that there are demons that are like pure um Mm -hmm. that the demons we see now or the the vampires, the monsters we see now are like hybrids and Mm. they're not actually the true form. So that lets us know as an audience that like, you know, there's such a thing. So for later on, I think it sets up some villains or possible villains pretty nicely. Um, So we know like the the caliber of each type of monster pretty much. I loved... um, kind of Xander and Willow's reaction to all of this, right? Like, they're just kind of like, what's happening? Willow, I love the line where she says, are you sitting down? Or no, what did she say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm going to say that for later. Um, mm-hmm. uh, okay, so then it goes back and forth. Uh, between the library and the cave. So the master is with Luke and Darla, and he's all kind of mad that there were supposed to be more offerings for him. Because basically, we've learned that his situation, he's stuck in these caves, he can't get out, um, and he needs the harvest so that he could, you know, leave the caves eventually. Um, And Jesse's there. We find out that Jesse's there too. Yes, and Jesse's with them, and they kind of talk about, um... Like, going to get a bite to eat, like, going to Taco Bell. Like, yeah, but <laughs> in human form. <laughs> right. Uh, so, yeah, they're... <laughs> Luke was... First of all, this guy... <laughs> Luke, the way he talks is just, um... Such good acting. Um, yeah, Luke's really a conundrum. I really... <laughs> like every time he kind of opens his mouth, I just want to fast forward. Um, or, or like his eyes. Or like or anything. Like, or like if we just see him. <laughs> and like there's this one part where he kind of like flexes his nostrils a bit like while <laughs> the master's talking to Darla. And I just think like, you know... Do you have something in your nose? Like, did something happen? <laughs> did something just fly up? <laughs> <laughs> Do you need a moment? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I have a question for you, Amy. I have an answer for you, Gabby. If you were, like, say, for example, at the bronze, and you saw the master just hanging out, mm-hmm. um, 
And but he wasn't like trying to feed off of anyone. Yeah. He was just like having a drink. Like mm-hmm. an alcoholic drink. And you were like pretty drunk. <laughs> <laughs> would, would you make out with him? <laughs> um hmm. I think I think definitely. Yeah. I don't think there's really any question about that. Like <laughs> Given some of the people that I've made out with in the past, like I think <laughs> <laughs> you know who you are, and uh, <laughs> your uh, your looks only pale in comparison to those of the master. So I would say, yeah, definitely. Amy is down. Do you think that you would? I think you probably would, right? No. <laughs> no, I have standards. Are you kidding me? <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Talk to me about Lucy's Hatch Up 2011. Oh, all right. (laughs) (laughs) All right. We're going to go there. We're going to get personal. We're going to get personal. (laughs) Uh, Rest in peace, Lucy's Hat Shop. Rest in peace, Lucy's Hat Shop. Great Philadelphia bar. But you make a great CVS. (laughs) It It turned into a CVS. Um... So, yeah, in the library, I really like the line that Giles says to Xander and Willow, like, the Slayer hunts vampires, Buffy's a Slayer, don't tell anyone. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's like, so straightforward. Yeah. He's like, That's all you really need to know. Yeah, and he's right. I mean, what else are you supposed to say? Yeah, and were you, like, I kind of forgot how annoyed, or easily annoyed by Xander I get. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, like, he... I didn't know this. He keeps... He's so annoying. To me, I guess. He's just, like, all he is is, like, I want to help. I want to... I guess... I guess that's not annoying. I guess he wants to help his friend. Wow. You're a jerk. But... But... Buffy is, like, hey, you're only going to get in the way. Like, you know, let me do it. And he just keeps on not listening. I love that about Xander. <laughs> like, I love Xander for that reason because it's kind of like a Frodo Baggins, Samwise situation, you know? Uh-huh. Who's Frodo and who's Sam? <laughs> They're characters from uh, The Lord of the Rings. No, I know who they are. In this situation, who is the Frodo character and who is the Sam character? Yeah, I mean, you got Buffy, who's the Frodo character, who's like the one. Um, responsible for all of this, or like the responsible for taking care of it, okay. chosen. And then you have Xander, who's that supporting role, like Sam, who can only go so far on this journey with her. Like at the end of the day, she's still going to be the one that's responsible f- ultimately for everything. And Xander can only understand or know so much, and he doesn't have the, the skill set or the powers to really be there for her in the way that she might want or might need. Um, I think it's so beautiful. (laughs) I think it's so lovely. Like, you know, you see this, you might see this again, but I think, I mean, whatever, spoiler alert, it's been on 20 years. Like, this is like the the first point where you see this tension within Xander. Like, you know, we have Willow, a rising star on the computer, like around research, and Xander's without, um, yeah, without like a skill set, but with like a really good intention and a really good heart. I think that's a very positive way to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah, so basically, I guess in this scene, like, uh, I guess 
we can call it the Scooby gang really like forms. Yeah. And everybody kind of comes into their roles <coughs> a little bit. So we have yeah. like, you know, obviously Buffy is the leader who's the one that's going to be doing all the hard hitting. Giles has all of the knowledge and he's kind of like the guide, the guidance part of it. Um, and then we learn like Willow has this kind of computer hacking skills that's really awesome. And yeah, there's Xander who is just very eager and wants to help. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So the master and Luke and Darla and Jesse kind of conceive a plan. They're like, oh, this girl's probably a slayer. And I like how they make that moment so like dramatic. <laughs> like, she is the slayer. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, it is like the second episode, so I guess they have to like have put to emphasis do it on. Yeah, but it does seem like kind of overdone sometimes, you know. Like, yeah. still got that unsolved mysteries music. Still got that. Yeah, yeah. Like weird trench coat sort of dark thing going right. on. And I think uh, interesting, like maybe continuity error. Um, Luke kind of. I think he's implying that he's encountered a Slayer before, and he says, oh, he caught me while I was sleeping, and he said, he. Um, which, you know, in this world, Slayers can only be female. So, I think, I don't know if that was, like, maybe they were still figuring it out, or it was just a mistake. Mm. But I thought that was interesting. Yeah, that is really interesting. Yeah, so basically they're going to use Jessie as bait to draw in Buffy to kill her, to get her out of the way, so she doesn't ruin the harvest. Mm-hmm. Um, so, <clears throat> the next scene, a couple scenes are basically um, the Scooby gangs trying to figure out what the harvest is while Buffy is going to search for Jesse. So she figures out that the entrance to the cave is actually the mausoleum that they were in because Luke came out of nowhere. He just kind of came up from behind her. So she says, mm-hmm. oh, the entrance has to be there somewhere. So I just want to back up real quick. Yeah. We did miss a key scene with a leading character of uh, Principal Flutie. <laughs> <laughs> we yes. didn't quite get to that scene where Buffy's trying to leave and please, Principal Flutie. Please go ahead. Yeah, I'm, I'm so sorry to interrupt, but of course, like with a character this big, we can't really we miss can't it. can't miss Principal Flutie's scene. Right. Um, so Buffy tries to leave and Principal Flutie, you know, starts talking about how she might be leaving and she says that, you know, she has to get a book for Giles, even though he works in the library. Um, and he locks the gate and then she kind of, to the school, yes. And she jumps over the the fence. (laughs) But, you know, I've just, I just haven't seen acrobatic moves like that in her, Uh like, ever again. So also I'm wondering if that was like, hmm. (laughs) Like another thing? Yeah, like, Buffy doesn't usually jump over houses and stuff. Like, when she's fighting vampires, like, usually there are some limitations to her, like, leg strength. Like, I can't imagine anyone having the kind of, like, calves or whatever sort of muscles are needed to do things like that. So. Yeah. I just want to point out that there's, like, an anatomical problem there. 
<laughs> yeah, totally. Our disbelief um, is I think that there are not that much. I think yeah, I think you can definitely tell in these early episodes that they're kind of just figuring out stuff still. And yeah. also, I love her sunglasses. Oh my god. Yeah, she looks kind of like I don't know, like a Mary Tyler Moore or something, or like. <laughs> So very Beverly Hills, don't you think? So Beverly Hills. You would know, right? <laughs> yes. Many a day has been spent in Beverly Hills. <laughs> um, so there's more of like Xander feeling incompetent and complaining about it. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> Just so insensitive to Xander. Wow. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and Willow's just like, chill, Buffy will get it. So Buffy is in the mausoleum find, sure trying to is. find Jesse when we see this guy again. <laughs> mm-hmm. And I will say that uh, although he's still weird, I think that someone really stepped it up on his wardrobe a bit. Like he's not wearing a weird like freaking velour really shirt or something. Yeah. Like he looks quasi-normal. <laughs> yeah, I agree. He yeah, I I like his appearance a lot better. Um, and we learn his name. His name is Angel. It it is Angel, isn't it? It is, and it's kind of cool. This this shot that I'm looking at right now, the composition. I think there's a statue of an angel behind him. If it's mm. not an angel, that would be never mind. But. Uh, they're in the mausoleum, and, you know, Angel's in the forefront, and there's, like, a statue in the foreground. And, uh, yeah, I think it might be an angel. I'm going to say it is. <laughs> it's so. actually, like, a satanic. Yeah, <laughs> it's a devil. But that would work, too. Um, so, yeah, what is what is Angel telling Buffy right now? Um, well, first, I just want to say, too, that, I mean, I guess it's just strange. (laughs) I guess just thinking logistically about this scene, it's strange that Angel's in the same mausoleum that where the entrance of the Hellmouth would be, right? Like, if he's not working with them or against them, why is he just, like, kind of sucking at their teeth, you know? Yeah, like, why is he just hanging out? Why isn't he helping? I mean, he says that he's scared of them. So, I mean, I guess that's interesting. Like, we learn that they presumably know each other, right? If he's if if he's scared of them and they don't like him coming around, you know? Right, but, like, if I'm scared of a gang, I don't hang out outside <laughs> of their house. Like, I don't, like, sleep in their garage. <laughs> While that is true, <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think, I think. He, like, I know that it's like practical, right? Like, they need to like. Fit they need angels. to have him in the episode, so. I know. I, I know, but like, I just feel like there's only so far, like that we, like, you know, are we supposed? To, how are we supposed to deal with this? <laughs> anyway. <laughs> All right. Anyway. Fair enough. Fair enough. Um, and I, so I feel like this. There's like two instances that I could remember of like people being asked a question and then just the other person deliberately just not answering for dramatic effect. <laughs> <laughs> I 
don't know why. That's a huge thing in this episode. Like before with it was with Giles and Buffy and Giles was like, do I have to tell you to be careful? And Buffy just looks at him and they share a look and she just walks away. And and like, I was like, well, well, does he? Like, <laughs> what does that mean? And, and in this, in this scene with Buffy and Angel, she's like, are you going to wish me luck? And he doesn't say anything until she's out of earshot and he like whispers good luck and mm-hmm. i guess that i guess that makes it like ooh i don't know why but it's it's just like a gut reaction i have to that it's like ooh he didn't <laughs> want to tell her but he he wanted to wish her luck <laughs> but he was too late playing hard to get he's he's playing that game <laughs> as men do <laughs> As men, men are known to do. Men are known to play games. <laughs> In mausoleums outside of Hellmouths. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So then the next scene... Well, yeah. So Angel's, uh, Angel's a person that we know now, which is great. Yeah. And... In the next scene, Buffy goes down into the caves. She's, like, creeping around a little bit. And then, bam! Xander comes out. Yeah. And she's like, whoa, oh, what are you doing here? Also, did you notice that in this episode, Xander's wearing a necklace? Is he? It's like a medal or something. I don't know. Hmm. Just interesting. Just just a point of <laughs> interest. You just really love everything about Xander. I really love Xander so much. Yeah, I really do. Um, but so Xander, you know, obviously wants to help out because Jesse was his friend and, um, yeah. And like he says it was either this or chem class because she's like chastising him for being there in the first place. Um, which, yeah, I get like, I would totally rather hang out in a sewer than go to chem class. (laughs) In fact, that's what I did most of my (laughs) high school career. Yeah. Chem (laughs) class was horrible. It was terrible. I barely passed chem class. Um, quick question. Did, yeah. I don't think I passed chem class. I don't know. I can't remember. Um, did your school have, like, free periods or, like, were you allowed to leave the campus? Um, I don't think we were allowed to leave. Well, we had free periods. I don't know. I was never cool enough to know those <laughs> things. Like, I never had a car or, you know, like, I was, I was It's like it didn't always, matter. Yeah, like, nothing, none of that mattered to me. Because <laughs> yeah. I didn't have any friends, so, like, it was <laughs> kind of weird. It would have been weird for me to leave alone. Yeah. Anyway, how about you? Did you always have them? At Bishop Hammond? Bishop Hannon, nice. Um, <laughs> I I don't think we were allowed to, we definitely weren't allowed to leave. And I might have had like a free period when I was like a senior. So like, I feel like the school, Sunnydale school system is pretty lenient. It's like, <laughs> although I guess Principal Flutie did not let her leave. He really laid down the law there. Yeah. Um, I guess Xander but just kids are out. just leaving left and right <laughs> to go fight vampires. Yeah. So, huh. um, so Giles and Willow are like getting at it with the research. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, what they learn, just another background information thing, 
um, is that, well, like in the 1800s, I don't know when it was. It was a long <laughs> time ago. I was going to throw out a number and like hope it was right. I think they said like eight, for some reason in my brain, this is 1837. I don't know if that's right. But a very, very old, powerful vampire came to the shore and I were led to believe that that is the master. And he was trying to, what, open the Hellmouth? Um, and an earthquake happened, and during this ritual, he kind of got stuck. Um, so that is why he is not allowed to leave the caves. So this harvest comes every once in a while, and it's, it's, they find out that it's tonight, and they find out, like, all the logistics about it. So basically, the master needs someone called a vessel, um to drain people and oh my gosh it's basically <laughs> help me out Amy. It's, it's like kind of confusing yeah <laughs> it, was, it was really confusing that's why i was gonna let you take it uh, yeah so basically the vessel has to drain people and that <laughs> gives the master more power he's like you know my stomach is your stomach <laughs> i think that's what they said essentially La right boca de infierno yeah i loved it when giles, <laughs> said, that. giles said that oh that was God. great i knew you were gonna like it too because <laughs> um, it was like the only spanish that ever comes up in Buffy the vampire slayer yeah sidebar amy loves to speak spanish uh especially when she's drunk so <laughs> yeah next week when i'm drunk we'll do the whole episode in spanish <laughs> yeah. um so yeah they learn all this thing all these things and then there's a scene in the computer lab with willow and i thought this was really funny um basically because cordelia is doing her mean girl thing and she's kind of gossiping out loud and uh willow's kind of overhearing her kind of like bad mouth buffy um, and we, we see Harmony for the first time. Man, Harmony is such, such a throwback. She looks so innocent here. I know. Like, dumb, but innocent. Yeah. little Harm. And, little harm. um, I love the guy who <laughs> just, like, <laughs> pops up, and he's like, wait, what? <laughs> he's like, who's that? <laughs> yeah, he's great. He kind of reminds me of, um... The guy from Clueless, like the skater guy. Yeah, Yeah. totally. Definitely. He looks like that guy. He does. Um, So Willow kind of has the last laugh because they're like trying to, they're trying to finish up this assignment in computer lab and Willow's like, ooh, you've been bad mouthing Buffy. And Cordelia's like, okay, we're finished with the assignment. How do I like print it? And Willow says, oh, just press deliver. And she presses D E L for deliver. And it's Which actually- spoiler alert, if you don't know, <laughs> D E L on a computer actually means delete. Oh <laughs> Willow. Oh. That was awesome. Nice. Yeah, that was really good. <laughs> um Yeah. So <laughs> what else? So then that cut that scene cuts. Oh. Uh, to the caves again. Oh, one, go ahead. one more quick thing about 
that scene, like Willow doing some research, um, is that she accesses, they kind of realize like vampires maneuver throughout the city through like the sewage systems, which is why we saw Buffy and Xander in the sewage. <laughs> <laughs> in the tunnels um and i think that establishes kind of like another key location because that's that's we've we will see buffy again kind of searching for vampires underground uh in these underground tunnels mm. so. yeah how much do you think that they just didn't have the budget to have a bunch of raw sewage like to be <laughs> wading through it in every episode yeah totally yeah um, I, I'm glad, though, because I don't feel like seeing them in raw sewage. Yeah, you know, I think that it's nice that they decided to have a practical lens for how they orchestrated the entire show, right? You have vampires that get dusted when they're staked, and you've got no raw sewage in the tunnels <laughs> that Buffy <laughs> travels in, you know? <laughs> That's probably my favorite thing about this episode, that there's no raw sewage <laughs> in the, in the tunnels. You know, most reviews say that. They say <laughs> it's really a plus that they didn't go for the raw sewage look. You I want to notice some other... Yeah, so the next scene is the scene where they're in the sewage with Jesse and they're all freaking out like, oh, we gotta get out. And yeah, Jesse's... so they find they find Jesse. Yes, they find Jesse and Jesse's got, Jesse's got some, uh, like a leg bracelet, you know, which <laughs> indicates that he was... Or it maybe... might be like a shackle, <laughs> leg bracelet. They're like chains. <laughs> he's wearing an anklet. He's, he's wearing a really heavy anklet. <laughs> yeah, the vampires gave him an, <laughs> a heavy anklet. <laughs> yeah. uh. Okay. Oh my god, I took a sip of water and I almost had to spit it out. <laughs> hey. Is that what they call those things? Shackles. Okay. Well, they're chained. He's chained to the ground. He was, yeah. Okay. So Buffy breaks it. Buffy breaks his chains. No, house arrest like anklets are the, the latest fad. Everyone's wearing them now. Yep. Anyway. Um, so yeah, they're running through the tunnels with Jesse trying to get away out. Also, the vampires in the scene look really different than they might later on. They seem like their faces are really like white and powdered. And also when they like turn a corner or something, you can see the eyes of the vampire kind of down the hallway, which is interesting because that's, that never happens again either. You know, Yeah, it's fun to like see how... It all plays out. But anyway, they get trapped in like a little itty bitty room and they're trying to figure out how to get out. And all of a sudden, bam, Jesse goes vampire on them. Oh, man. Yeah, no one saw that coming. And so Jesse and Xander are trying to figure out how, you know, they're like talking like pals, but Xander's like, yo, man, this is weird. And then Jesse's like, no, man, it's cool. (laughs) And Xander whips out across, you know, and Buffy's like all the, the meanwhile struggling to close the door on the vampires, which are approaching, but more look like zombies in this case. Yeah, this is, that's you know? so interesting because yeah. the vampires just move way differently and inconsistently throughout the episode. Because it yeah. seems like these vampires are super zombie-like, 
But then there's Luke and Darla and Jesse who are agile. <laughs> yeah, it's almost like they bit into people who were on a bunch of Ambien. Yeah. And then they like couldn't handle walking anymore. That would make the most sense. Yeah, I think so. Uh, so. So although they're walking pretty slowly, they're still doing a pretty good job of trying to pry open that door. Um, they're just <laughs> doing it with, like, you know, but it's really suspenseful. So you have them trying to pry open the door with their strength and then also Buffy trying to pull open a grate with her strength. And so that's kind of nice, uh, like, a parallelism right there. I like that. Yeah. Good job. Hey, thanks. <laughs> and I, I really like when, um, you know, the vampires break through. And just about, as like, they're almost going to get Buffy, but they grab her leg, and she's, like, almost through, what, the skylight that, like, what is that? Uh, yeah, I think it's a hatch. A hatch. It's the hatch from Lost. Ooh, the hatch from Lost. Nice. Uh, it's all coming together. <laughs> Full circle. Um, you can tell, like, the way this is shot, and they, they do it really well, and, like, I'm, I honestly, lo- like, I obviously love it. But, like, watching it back, like, after all these years, it's so, like, you can tell, like, it's so acted. Because they're like, pull, pull! And, like, there's just this hand. Yeah. And they're like, Ugh! And they're, like, struggling. And it's just, it's funny. I don't know. It's just funny to watch. That is great. It also, yeah, it is super funny. Because, um, also, by yeah, the way, that's called a manhole. Manhole! <laughs> manhole. But anyway, um, we're not doing so great on the vocabulary front tonight, but that's fine. We'll um, get better. We'll brush up. We'll get better, yeah. Um, I like how, yeah, you're right. It is, like, really staged. And I like how the vampire's hand, like, goes, like, it goes down so slowly, even though it's in the sun. Yeah, like, like, for so dramatic long. effect. Yeah. It's like if my hand were burning off, I would definitely not go that slowly. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> So I think that also sets up another rule for vampires and it well, confirms it that the sun does indeed scorch their skin. Does indeed. So the master's super pissed and <laughs> he, he, he like gouges out the eyes of this other vampire that, that failed him. Uh, that brings him the bad news that you know, the Slayer got away. But did mm-hmm. you notice that, like, they show the the Master gouging the eyes, like, off screen, but there's this, there's this sound effect. Like, he does this thing with his fingers, so you know it's the eyes, right? Mm-hmm. And then there's a the sound effect of, like, a squishy noise, so you know, like, there's definitely something happening. The vampire doesn't make any noise. There's no, like, scream or anything. <laughs> so he's either, like, tough as shit, or, like, they messed up. I think the vampires tough as shit. I mean, I think that's just how vampires are, you know? Yeah. Having hung out with many myself. Right, exactly. So we see that the master um, anoints, I guess, Luke as the vessel. And the scene, I feel like, you know, it's just, it's very, like, religious, almost. I don't know. Um, wait, is that, okay. Because, okay, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. This is this is the part where it's like, my blood is your blood, or like, my throat is your 
<laughs> my penis is your penis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I think that it's a common theme in vampire literature, um, as we all know, that uh, there's a bunch of... It. As we all know, that there's a bunch of sexual attention and that, um, like, especially if vampire stuff is, like, coming out of a Victorian era where um, people are much more um, refined, shall we say, or at least much more particular about how they um, engage with their sexuality if they do at all. Um, so that some of that was, like, masked in literature through this vampire stuff. Hmm. And... Um, we can kind of see that here, you know, that there's always a layer of sexuality to um, any time you talk about vampires um, because it's about a thirst and about hunger and basically, yeah, about sex. <laughs> yeah. That's why True Blood was so good. Mm. Um, for a, a time. R.I.P. Yeah. Um, okay, so... So back at the library, they're regrouping, and basically we learn that, you know, Giles and, and Willow kind of catch up um, Buffy and Xander, and they kind of exchange their updates, and they realize, like, the harvest is tonight, and Buffy and Xander let Willow and Giles know that Jesse was turned. And did you kind of notice, like, Will is just like, oh, man, that sucks. And then, like, moves on. And Xander's really upset. <laughs> well, I was like, oh, too bad. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> Whatever. But, but what about the harvest? Like, he, he just moves on. <laughs> also, did you notice uh, Xander's, like, little notes? Or not Xander's. Um, Giles's little notes on, like, his whiteboard? <laughs> no, actually. There's, like, a scatter plot. Like, doesn't make any sense. <laughs> There's, like, a Venn diagram. That's amazing. <laughs> They're trying to make it really formal. Oh, I see it. Hellmouth, question mark. Oh, that's good. <laughs> and then the first thing is bright eyes. <laughs> no, it's Boca del Infierno. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, they they realize that, you know, shit's going down. So Xander says that they're probably going to go to the bronze because, you know, he knows Jesse's human self and I feel like, you know, his vampire, vampire Jesse echoed, like, his desires. So he knows that he's going to want to go to the bronze and, I don't know, look for women. <laughs> <laughs> but look also, women. that's a great spot to find people in mass. And also, it's a great spot since it's already a set which they had built and it's within their budget to shoot at the bronze. <laughs> sure is. <laughs> yeah. So this all makes sense that it will, everything will converge at the bronze. It's a win, win, win. Win, win, win. So basic, so we want to talk about um, Buffy stopping home for supplies and meeting with Joyce. Yeah. Buffy stops home for supplies. Um, the sun's going down in Sunnydale, you know, Mm-hmm. And Buffy's grabbing her shit. It's, it's um, the harvest moon. The harvest moon, yes, you're right. Yeah, so Buffy and Joyce, well, Buffy's, you know, gathering stuff. Joyce comes in and says, you know, what are you doing? Are you going out? And she's like, yeah, of course. I just got to go out for a little bit because, like, I'm the Slayer. But she can't say that, of course. But, like, you know, she's putting on a leather jacket. We all know that she's going out because she's the Slayer. Mm -hmm. Anyway, Joyce is like, there's a lot of dramatic irony here because Joyce is like, well... 
everything is the end of the world when you're <laughs> when you're a teenager and you know of course right now we're dealing with a literal end of the world and yeah uh, it's just a nice a nice jump back into reality to remind us that Buffy's still a high school student and like any mother you know Joyce would be worried about her daughter going out every night and especially that um since Principal Flutes over there <laughs> called her mom saying that she wasn't she skipped a class or whatever a period um she skipped a menstruation and <laughs> so yeah like I don't know we just have this normal mom and then this abnormal daughter and they're trying to hash it out and uh, so Buffy's like well I gotta gotta grab my garlic and I gotta jump out the window and I just think it's funny that there's like a bunch of garlic in like this giant chest <laughs> Because. Yeah, let's talk about that because she like talks about this stash, and I mean yeah. it's like hidden. It's <laughs> it's in this trunk, and it has like a decoy drawer, you know, right. like a like a nice like a yeah. And she lifts this fake drawer, and it reveals her stash. But the stash is like one extra bottle of holy water, like a some garlic and then a couple like, of like crayola colored pencils for steaks yeah um wait what else oh yeah yeah oh my god there's a jar of of eucharist of eucharist yeah yeah what what was that about what you know what is that about that's so interesting because yeah i feel like that has not well i anything that i've read which isn't that much um <laughs> everything that i've seen about vampires in pop culture i don't think the eucharist really does anything um whoa weren't you a catholic i mean to ward off vampires <laughs> obviously it turns into the body of christ right when the proper ritual is performed <laughs> what is that called um, transubstantiation yeah oh my god trans i was gonna say transcontinental <laughs> man i really wish i had let you talk transubstantiation transcontinentalization <laughs> <laughs> but like how do you think that she used the van like the um do you Eucharist think she just she snacked on it like <laughs> to give her power or do you think it was like used as like Steady. kind of mini frisbees that like would slice into their skin oh yeah um yeah kind of like a battering <laughs> yeah yeah exactly all right i'll buy that <clears throat> um yeah so- it wasn't a great stash sorry go on let's yeah oh, oh yeah yeah it wasn't the best of stashes but i guess we'll forgive it um i felt pretty bad for joyce actually because you know in her mind She's trying to reach out to Buffy. She thinks that Buffy's kind of going back in her old ways, like missing class. She doesn't want to get to get. She doesn't want her to get kicked out of school again. And she's like, "I'll make us dinner if you want to come down." But obviously, Buffy doesn't go down, and Joyce is probably like upset about it. And I just felt really bad about it. <laughs> so, I felt for Joyce right in this. Gabby, moment. is there anything you want to talk about with us right now? <laughs> like, are you holding on to some things? Maybe a little bit. Um, <laughs> maybe later. So, yeah. Yeah. They <laughs> cut to the bronze. Mm-hmm. 
and there's a bouncer. Everyone's getting in, having a good time. Cordelia's there. She's bitching about something. Um, Cordelia is hilarious. Yeah. And then, <laughs> yeah, she's just trying to, like, milk all the power she can get out of the two people that she's talking to who we never see again. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, you know, ultimate mean girl. She's just like, everything's about me all the time. Right. So then they go and dance because some song comes on. And lo and behold, Jesse is there. And, and he is all of a sudden, like, I guess he's supposed to look sexier now, right? I, mean, I was turned on, you know. <laughs> I was definitely turned on. Yeah, I mean, his hair, he did his hair. He's wearing, like, a sleek black shirt. <laughs> also, just real quick, I love the uh, late 90s hairstyle that Cordelia is rocking with the two little wisps of hair that oh, are coming yeah. down over your face. Also, like, who decided that was drift, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is back in style, I guess. Mm, it is, isn't it? Yeah, I'm wearing one right now, so. <laughs> yeah, I... I'm wearing one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. Yeah. Uh, so, so I thought this was interesting. And I don't know if I'm, like, reading into this too much. Because I'm, like, reading everything about the news. <laughs> but Jesse... I don't know if there's, like, a parallel here with Jesse's character. Um, where he is, like, being, like, sexually aggressive. And Cordelia kind of, like, gives into it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because she is, at first, she's like, no, I don't want to dance with you. And he's like, shut up. And then she's like, okay, one dance. Mm-hmm. And um, later on in the scene, like, Jesse attacks Cordelia. And it's, like, kind of reminiscent of, like, a sexual attack. Because, you know, Jesse's character, when he was human, he... You know, he just was an adolescent boy and just wanted, you know, to have any action of any sort. Um, but in vampire form, it gets dangerous and it gets to that level. Um, so, I don't know. I just thought that was interesting, I guess. And I don't know if that was, like, super intentional or if it's just me, like, reading into it too much. But I don't think so. I think that that's thematically sound. I think that, yeah, I think that checks out a lot. Um, yeah. I think it's definitely, yeah, no, I, I think you're right on point. I think you're on point. <laughs> uh, so the next scene is like kind of cool, and I was like pretty scared. Like it's kind of a scary shot with uh, we're outside of the bronze, and the bouncer is kind of counting money, just making sure everything's cool. Gotten his and, bills. Yeah, and there's like slow motion '90s grunge guitar sort of thing going on, and the vampire crew like Darla. Vampire Luke and other vampires are walking slow motion. And Darla is just, like, you know, having the time of her life walking up to the club right now. Like, yeah. she's about, like, she's about to, you know, have a blast. And it's really scary. <laughs> it is really scary. Her she kind of reminds freaks me out. Yeah. She kind of reminds me of Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's a great analogy yeah but like scarier <laughs> yeah sc in vampire form yeah um so yeah they roll up and 
no one is that alarmed by their faces. Like, yeah, everyone's like, we're scared, but also, hmm. So, <laughs> like, I would be freaking out. And people are like scared, but not scared enough. Yeah, like, so, <laughs> so first of all, I just want to say that the one vampire had to have done some like recon because he knows exactly where that light switch is. He like just shoots into the bronze, goes right upstairs and turns off the light, turns off like the power switch. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he definitely knew his way around the bronze. <laughs> yeah. He definitely frequents there a lot. But also, you know, what was the point of choosing the bouncer as their first like attack? Like does anyone really believe that that bouncer couldn't hold his own for, like, ten seconds? Like, really, he's the first one to go? Like, it wouldn't have yeah. been someone like Cordelia. So, Vampire Luke is being super, obli- like, super obvious, <laughs> not oblivious. And he's just like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> he's like, we have arrived. This is going to be a great time for us, a horrible time for you. You're all going to die. <laughs> yeah, I do remember that speech pretty well. And that's pretty much how it went. Yeah. And everybody is just kind of like looking at him and he's full on vamp face. Yeah, no one fucking cares. And Cordelia is just like, what happened to the band? <laughs> and then Jesse goes all vampire and she's like, oh my God, this is crazy. Yeah, she's like, shit. And all the vampires are very growly. Very growly. But I think that's I think that remains consistent, right? Yeah, I think that's consistent. Yeah. Um so everything Vampire Luke says is super um on the nose, really. Uh he's just like, We're gonna start eating each and every one of you one by one. Yeah. Uh so yeah, they start with Bouncer and they do this a couple times, like he's feeding off of people and each time the master, he he's getting stronger and stronger. Yeah. He's just kind of masturbating. <laughs> the master is pretty much in the caves, like, masturbating. And he's... Yeah! I mean, it, it is super similar to that, right? Well, like, to, like, a sexual experience because Luke is, like, with each person that he eats, the master's, like... Oh, I'm Getting closer. Up. Yeah. Like, it's <laughs> it's a thing. <laughs> I know. That's why I said it. <laughs> um, so, meanwhile, while, this, while they're having sex, they're having, like, phone sex, but, like, without a phone. Telepathically. Telepathic sex. Yeah. Um, uh, Buffy and crew are outside trying to get into the bronze. And then they do. <laughs> and then they do. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so Buffy, like, sneaks up from top because they can't get in through the front door, obviously. Uh, the she vampires. always likes it on top. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> um, she gets through the second floor. Or on she... top, oh, as they say. Yeah. Sorry. And, uh, what happens? So she has, like, super snarky things to say. <laughs> I forget what they are. She jumps down. Oh, yeah. 
she kills some guy with a pool uh, pool table. What is that thing called? <laughs> pool stick. Our vocabulary is like amazing. A, a pool stick. <laughs> a pool stick. Oh, I like that. Um, so yeah, uh, and it, there's no sound effects. And a bunch of times uh, during the fight scene when she's like killing the vampires. There's no, like, dusting sound effect. And I, I think my, my brain is, like, trained to hear it. So yeah. when I don't hear it, it's, like, it really, it's painful. Yeah, it hurts. I understand it hurts that. my brain. Um, so, yeah, lots of things going on. Things are escalating. Um, Buffy gets in, and she's, like, distracting Vampire Luke and the other vampire as well. Giles, Willow, and Xander are trying to get the people out of the bronze. Mm-hmm. She does a nice trick with a symbol, too. She's, like, utilizing all of the um, things around her, which I think is really admirable, you know? Like, <laughs> yeah, she's, she's super resourceful. She's got the symbol that she, like, decapitates someone, which I guess is another um, rule of the universe. I don't know if we've been over that rule yet, that if you get decapitated, right. you're dead as yes. a vampire, too. <laughs> <laughs> if, if someone gets... <laughs> they die (laughs) there's no like nearly headless nick situation going on and then darla starts beating up on giles and then giles and willow kind of tag team then willow or i'm not willow xander faces jesse um and eventually kills him yeah and and i think it was this was also kind of a setup, like a rule of the universe, because Giles was like to Xander, because Xander's still holding on to the fact that like maybe oh, yeah. it is Jesse, like you know maybe there's some some part of Jesse in there, and Giles is to Xander like you have to realize like what you're looking at isn't Jesse anymore. That's it's the thing that killed him. It's the demon takes over once you know that transformation happens. Yeah. So he does he does realize that and like overcomes that and does kill Jesse. Mhm. Yeah, that's pretty great. Go Xander, you know. <laughs> I'm holding out for him. Yeah, good, good job, Xander. Um. <laughs> yeah. So Buffy does like a trick move. She fakes uh sunlight, which distracts Luke, and eventually gets the upper hand and kills Vampire Luke. Did that remind you of anything? Um, Hocus Pocus. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's what it reminded me of, too. <laughs> I it did it initially. Well, I think it did. I just couldn't think of it. And this all just happened right now. <laughs> <laughs> it just all came back to you. It all came back. Like yeah. Celine Dion. It's all coming back. It's all coming back to me now. <laughs> yeah. And then, just in case you guys didn't know that song. Yep. Um, that was a great music video, by the way. Oh, anyway. it's one of the best. <laughs> so one good. Of the be- Let's review that music video. Oh, man, I'm going to watch After it later. Like, this. Right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and then, you know, so Luke is dead. The master's, like, fallen into that weird, like, pool of water that doesn't really exist. Um, yeah. And we get that, stopped. like, very iconic moment of Buffy in the blue light on the stage of the bronze mm. looking like a badass. Yeah. And everybody else runs out. Angel's lurking behind a dumpster, as one does, mm-hmm. and says, like, she did it. I'll be damned. 
I'll be damned. Shit. But this is like not even a feat, you know, like in the Buffy universe. Sure, this is the first one, but like, man, this was nothing. This Angel doesn't even know. He doesn't even know. Yeah. And but I'm so confused, like, why didn't he just help her? Like, I don't know. Yeah, maybe okay, okay. Maybe in this point in time of his character, he's like not helping yet. I don't know. Like, we just don't know if he's good or bad right now. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. You're right. You're it's right, just right. interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, so, epilogue. <laughs> epilogue. Uh, I really like how, you know, Cordelia, there's a quick uh, shot of Cordelia talking to somebody, and I love how this kind of sets up what happens in Sunnydale. Something super weird happens, and it gets, like, rational- rationalized. Because mm. the citizens of Sunnydale are, like, the biggest deniers of anything. <laughs> yeah, they definitely wouldn't believe in climate change. Yeah, or, like, anything. Anything. Um, so, yeah, she tells, she's, like, gossiping to somebody else, and she tells them that it was, like, a gang. <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is uh. funny. Um, yeah, so, I really like how they how this was a big event but they set up the show to to encounter more things of different types of like you know demons witches vampires other things that we don't know about yet and it sets up the show to be like even though these two episodes had like a main villain and like a you know a pretty distinctive like uh arc with the villain it sets it's setting it up to be more of like a, a serial type of of uh, of a show. So mm-hmm. like, you know, each each show there'll be like a villain of the week and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which are like the is... best uh procedurals, that's what it's called. Procedurals. Ah, uh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, that is really cool. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, um so I you know, Giles is kind of listening to Buffy, Xander, and Willow just kind of talking and being high school kids. Um, and he's just like, the earth is doomed. And it is, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Isn't it? <laughs> no. Well, if the citizens of Sunnydale don't believe in climate change, and yeah. <laughs> That's the main threat of this show. It's really just about climate change. <laughs> yeah. It's a huge so, metaphor for it's a giant change. allegory. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Amy, is there anything else you want to talk about about this episode before we wrap up? Um, no, I don't think so. I think it was pretty good second episode. Uh, yeah, I think it was pretty good. I think I liked the first episode better, but, you know, I think it was... Pretty solid. I can't think of anything. I don't know. Yeah, I think I think it's <laughs> I think it's definitely you know looking back on it after so many years and knowing what the show is going to turn into, it's mm-hmm. definitely like you know it's like yeah this is the first season. Like you can tell, there's still some quirks they're fi- figuring out. There's still rules they're trying to set up. But as far as like setting up the show, setting up the characters setting up the conflicts within each character like and thematically i think it did really good you know like we see 
Buffy's main conflict is her wanting to be a normal girl, but being the chosen one of the Slayer. Giles's conflict is, you know, being a watcher and trying to do right by Buffy. Xander's conflict is that he's the most incompetent human being. (laughs) (laughs) I think you just mean normal. I think that you don't like Xander so much because you relate to him so much. (laughs) I don't... Hey, I think you were the one who said you related to him most. I think that you just see yourself in him in a (laughs) sexual way. Um... And Willow, I think Willow, you know, we're seeing her overcome struggle with being, like, shy. Yeah. (laughs) Aw. I'm just kidding. I love Willow. I think she's beautiful. Willow's the best. Hey, Allison Hannigan, I love you. Yeah. um, (laughs) Yeah, so we see all these things really, like, I think they're just set up so great uh, right off the bat. And um, even, like, Cordelia's, like... Uh, even though, I mean, at this point in time, she's pretty two-dimensional. But, I mean, she's, like, a really good two-dimensional character. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's true. Um, and Angel, we don't really know what's up with him yet. But we know, you know, there has to be more to that. <laughs> principal Flutie, you know, above anything else. Principal he's a principal first. He, you know, his character's really set up. And I feel like we just get a sense of who he is. And I love, like, to, yeah, like, I, I can't wait until later episodes when we see him with his family and, like, with, <laughs> like, in the grocery store and, like, operating a vehicle. Like, I really just love <laughs> the principal Flutie character the best. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay. And that famous spinoff series, of course. <laughs> principal Flutie. <laughs> Flutie takes the wheel. (laughs) Yeah. That's great. (laughs) So, Gabby, what were some of your favorite, or what was your favorite um, line of the week? Oh, so my favorite line of the week, because we know Joss Whedon has killer dialogue, um, and Buffy the Vampire Slayer is known for its kind of slang. And it's just way of the characters talking. So my favorite line is um, from the scene where Willow and Xander are still trying to kind of come to terms with that they have seen vampires. And Willow says, I need to sit down. And Buffy says, you are sitting down. And she says, Willow says back, oh, good for me. And I just thought that was so cute. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that is really cute it's typical typical, typical will uh, typical will yeah doing a will thing yeah what about you <laughs> i loved it when they were all in that little um room and the zombies were approaching and buffy was trying to close the door and jesse and xander are talking and jesse's like like you know xander's all like man you're a vampire now that super sucks and then jesse's like <laughs> Nah, man, I feel great. Like, I'm connected to everything. I can hear the worms in the earth. And then there's like, yeah, that's a plus. Because he's so sarcastic and awesome. Yeah, that was a great line. (laughs) Yeah, it was awesome. So, Amy, do we have any trivia this week? We sure do. Um, The part when Buffy breaks a window and Luke is fooled into thinking that sunlight is trickling into the bronze... Um, was written for the original screenplay of Buffy the Vampire Slayer by Joss Whedon. Cool. 
Cool. How about you? Do you have any trivia? Um, yes, I do. So, and this is coming from IMDb, once again. Uh, it says, although it is never revealed in the series, the master's real name, as listed in the script of this episode, is Heinrich Joseph Nest. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> Pretty fitting. If you see that name on Tinder... <laughs> skip Swipe that one. left. Skip, <laughs> skip that one. <laughs> Click no. <laughs> Deny well, access. I'm still uh, still single. Everybody out there, <laughs> if you uh, if you're interested. Oh man. Um. So. Amy, are you doing anything interesting this week that you want to talk about to the <laughs> listeners? This week, I am still reading a book called The Long Night of the White Chickens. Oh. And that's great. It's by Francisco Goldman, who's awesome. He's from Guatemala, but he lives in Mexico City. And if you're listening right now, I love you so much. And <laughs> I really wish that everything between us didn't end so poorly. <laughs> <laughs> No, he's, like, super cool. He's the best. He's a really good political novelist, I would say. Mm. Uh, fiction. He's a fiction. Yeah, I don't know. He's just amazing. Really, you should just read some of his books. And also, I'm watching Homeland Season 2, which really pales in comparison to Season 1, and I'm starting mm. to get bored with it, so I imagine I'm just going to start watching Saved by the Bell reruns or something. But Yeah. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> I Well, just to finish on homeland mm. you know what i so i watched i've seen all the seasons because of claire danes and mm -hmm. i i know it's it's gonna get rough amy um but actually it made a comeback um people are you know i was wondering about that because some people have said it does and then other people have just let it fall by the wayside yeah i mean i was I was happy with the way this the last season went. Like I was really happy with it. So hmm. I don't know, man. So yeah, um my my things for this week. I finished Harry Potter and the Cursed Child. Mm. Uh the screen not the screenplay, the teleplay. <laughs> <laughs> I had a uh, special access to the screenplay that hasn't been <laughs> will eventually probably be turned into a movie at some point um yeah so i i liked it it definitely I, i'm sure the play is like really good i haven't yeah. seen it <laughs> i haven't gone to london and <laughs> i haven't seen it um i'm gonna wait for that to be over here um, <laughs> shown on pbs but um so my thing with it though so it's about Harry and his kids, and his, like, the one kid specifically. Um, did you read it, Amy? I didn't, know. Yeah, and um, basically, like, it was good, yeah, but I just really wanted it to be another book. Yeah. So, like, just having that, knowing what it could be, it, you know, I was just, I'm just sad. <laughs> I'm just sad that she's just not refusing, like, she's just refusing to write more. And I understand it. Like, I get it. I just, I just want, 
to have more Harry Potter in my life. Like, book form. Not yeah. even movie form. Like, book form. I don't know. I think that... I don't know. You're I don't think I'm going to read it. it. I don't think I'm going to read it. No, I'm not done with Harry Potter, but oh. I think that there's beauty in, like... um accepting that what you've written is what you've written and that you created this like piece of art that people identify with and then like closing the door on it, you know? Yeah. And it's like, you know, it's like if, if J.R.R. Tolkien were alive right now and he decided to write a fourth book or something on like with Frodo and all of our friends, you know, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's, I think it's just catering to like a consumer culture. (laughs) So actually, I'm like a little bit, I know I haven't read it yet, but like I'm a little bit disappointed that she wrote it in the first place or that she's like well, capitalizing on all these things. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So she didn't actually write it. Like she, I think mm. she, it's like story by, and I'm, this may be wrong. So someone correct me if I am wrong. <laughs> Tweet at us. Tweet at us. Um, But I'm pretty sure it was written by these two guys and she kind of gave her blessing for it. Um, And, you know, like would approve certain story points and be like oh Hermione would never do that or like you know what I mean like yeah uh that kind of thing but I I understand yeah I I understand that viewpoint um so are you gonna see uh Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them yeah because of Eddie Redmayne yeah I I agree with that (laughs) he's so cute he's really cute um and I am also, I started to watch uh, Supergirl. It was on CBS, but now it's switching to the CW. Um, and the reason Ooh. why I'm watching it is because, first, I heard I heard decent things about it. Um, and I like that actress. I think she's, you know, she's earnest, so I could see her being Supergirl. But uh, for season two, they're bringing on Superman, and I love all things Superman. So, mm-hmm. and I'm, cause I'm a huge nerd, and I just really want to know how they're going to depict him, so I'm just catching up season one, and I like it so far. I'm in um, kind of the first first few episodes, and uh, yeah. I think it's good. I mean, I, it's definitely like catered to a younger audience, but I like it, and like, for example, Supergirl had, was like being interviewed, and the interview the interviewer was like asking her questions like when are you when are you uh, going to be ready for family like what do you what do you how do you balance like s- you know saving people and and family life and she was like you know my cousin doesn't get asked these questions <laughs> her cousin being awesome. superman you know cuz he's a guy and she's a girl and they're doing the same thing yada 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 <laughs> yeah that's pretty great yeah so i like that um so yeah that's what i'm up to Wow, that's cool. Um, yeah. So before we leave, uh, I wanted to ask you a question. Yeah. Um, so Buffy, it has, you know, demons, witches. We'll see that it has werewolves, vampires. What do you think you would be if you were a supernatural being? Huh. You really put me on the spot here, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, probably like a Ninja Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> Does that count? Um, are you just talking about the the Whedon universe? I I'm strictly speaking Whedon universe. Mm. So if I were, 
universe? Uh, um, probably like you know that one demon who was like <laughs> he was like so fat that he was just in like a hot tub in his own shit. Yeah, what was I? I want to remember his name. Yeah, I mean you Jabba know the hut. Yeah, yeah, essentially. Like, and they just had to keep pouring water on him. Kikistos. <laughs> that was his fucking name. Kikistos. Yeah, look it up. Look it up right now. It was Kikistos. <laughs> yes, that was season three because Faith was in that episode. She sure was. Yeah. yeah, I think maybe I'd be that guy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think you would be? Shit, man. I mean, I was just speaking more in broad terms. <laughs> so, like, demon. You would be a demon. <laughs> um, I I don't know why, but I, I think that I see myself maybe as, like, a werewolf. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Definitely. A little Definitely. bit. Or, like, the one... <laughs> Now that we're going like super specific, we're opening this door. Um, or like down the line, like Buffy's like informant. Like he's a demon, but he looks super normal, and he's just kind of always hanging out in bars. And like Buffy will always kind of like beat him up and just be like, I don't know anything. And then she'll like slap him and she'll be like, Okay, okay, I'll tell you everything. <laughs> Forget his name though. Wait, I think I know who you're talking about. Yeah. I don't know why, but maybe that guy. Because I feel like his name like Arnie like, or something. Yeah, it's like something super normal like that. And he like looks like he's out of the cast of Seinfeld, and like yeah, or like The Sopranos. He's like a weasel yeah, sort of. I know yeah. who you're talking about, but also if we're not getting specific, then I think I'm I'm a witch. Okay, there you go. <laughs> but if we're getting specific, then it's Kikikos or whatever is Tico. Kikistos. <laughs> yep. Okay. On that note. <laughs> on that note. Okay. So, Amy, where could people find us, and how do people subscribe, like, and share, and comment and review our podcast? Yeah, you can find us on Tinder, Okay Cupid, <laughs> <laughs> Farmers Only, and Christian Mingle. J Date. Uh, yep, J Date. Uh, and J- you can J-Crew. also. Find us on Facebook, Twitter, gmail.com, um, at SlaycastPodcast. So SlaycastPodcast at gmail.com, SlaycastPodcast on Facebook, and on Twitter as well. Yes, and before we go today, um, it is September 21st, so we are going to air this probably next week, so this is a week late, but today Joss Whedon came back to Twitter uh, return to Ooh. Twitter. And, of course, in Joss Whedon's style, he uh, produced, directed, probably wrote this... Lemonade. Uh, <laughs> no. <laughs> Do not let anyone take credit other than Beyonce. It's not a joke. Um, also, she should have won that Emmy. Um, but, yeah, fucking Grease Live. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? <laughs> I Damn didn't it. mean to bring up such yeah, a terrible why would you do that? <laughs> anyway, what I'm trying to say is he made this PSA of the importance of voting. So please check it out. We're going to tweet about it. Also, Amy has been given full permission. I'm allowing her 
to go all out on Twitter. And if you haven't checked in to see those tweets that she's tweeting out probably 60 times a day, they're worth just taking a slight read through. If you're just like bored, just take a peek. And they're pretty funny. So. I'm glad you like them because I think they're the only one right now. <laughs> so, like, yeah, check them out. They're, I think they're funny. Maybe that's. Maybe I'm biased because I've been friends since college, but, you know, I think subjectively, too. Or no, objectively. <laughs> objectively. Uh, anyway, tune in Somebody next Somebody needs to put you in an anklet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Get that anklet out. Um, tune in next time for our review of The Witch. Amy's spirit supernatural animal. The Witch. Mm.